Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the show. This is Out of Bounds, Dylan James. Alongside me, as always, is Tyler Sorensen, the producer extraordinaire. Tyler, how are you doing this evening, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, free agency finally sort of sort of dwindling down after another little boom on Monday, but... I mean, I guess you could say it's dwindling down, but not very much for you. I mean, we're not doing anything until the Rodgers trade happens, which who knows if that's going to happen until the day before the draft. It's in I, limbo. It's, it's yeah. completely in limbo. We don't know what's happening there. Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show on Friday saying, I want to be there. I want to be in New York. I want to be with the Jets. I do want to play there next season, but the Packers are dragging their feet, dragging their heels in this scenario. And so we haven't seen much from the Packers camp or the Jets camp or the Rogers camp so far. Oh. <laughs> so it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to see what's going to happen with that because I'm, I I'm assume it's going to happen, but there's still a scenario where, where Rogers could be the Packers quarterback still in 2023 yeah it's it's gonna be rough if that happens i don't think he's going to think that if he does decide that if the trade doesn't happen i think he's just going to retire i don't think he wants to be on the bench for jordan love i think even if he is still on the green Bay packers roster next year i don't think he's going to be playing i think we're finally at that point where it's like give the give love the keys we we need to look at our future and yeah. we know what we have in him rather than just being like oh we took a first round first round pick on you, didn't play you all four years, and now you're gone. So Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that in just a little bit because I, I have some thoughts on that as well. But welcome to the show. If you haven't done so so far, feel free to share the show with your friends on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, wherever you're watching us this evening. Share with your friends because sharing is caring and we need to get as many eyes on this show as possible so we can have the best conversation possible. Also, you can follow us on Anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, everywhere you get podcasts, feel free to subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating as well if you like the show. It helps us a lot in the algorithm, so we appreciate that. But tonight we're going to be talking about free agency, all the moves that have happened so far, the moves that are yet to happen in the league because there are several players out there that are still awaiting contracts and still awaiting Potential trades, Lamar Jackson's still out there, Aaron Rodgers is still going through his scenario, so we're going to have a lot to discuss this evening. But, first of all, just want to say that on JDF Sports, there are going to be some changes here in the coming weeks um, with Out of Bounds, so just stick with us, stick with us for a little while, we aren't going to have a show um, up until, we're going to have a show around the draft time, probably one week before the draft, and then the actual draft special. But there are some big things happening in the background. We can't wait to divulge that information to you, but uh, we are in the infancy stages of that information being carried out. So once we get that information, we will relay it to you. Follow us on our socials. OOB Podcast is the social media handle for this show specifically. So follow us there because we will be updating you as that comes along. We might do special shows every once in a while as well. Uh, before the draft occur, so feel free to follow us there, and we will give you all the latest and greatest information about the NFL, about Out of Bounds, and about what the future of JDF holds for Tyler and myself. But tonight, let's talk about the notable free agent signings that have happened so far, kind of detail those in those contracts, and see what you guys think of the contracts. Once again, let us know in the comments what you believe um, is happening in the league, what you like, what your team has done. If they haven't done anything, let us know. Uh, voice off to us and let us know what you think about your team's 
success or failures in free agency so far. Um, the first one, Jimmy Garoppolo finally is off the market. He is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So with this move, I've seen a certain comparison with this move, and this comparison was already drawn before this trade occurred. Can you guess what comparison I'm thinking of right now? Oh, the Jimmy Garoppolo to Derek Hartrick. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there was a tweet I saw. It said, so you traded, you got rid of Derek Carr and traded for Jimmy G. So essentially you're just putting a Jimmy G style of Derek Carr as quarterback there in, in Las Vegas, which is a very good comparison. I, I, I really think it is. I think Jimmy G has more upside in my opinion, because we've seen Derek Carr, the way he plays, um, it, Jimmy G is technically a more injury-prone version of Derek Carr. Yeah, and not to mention also playoff experience as well, winning, I believe, two with the Patriots, going to one more with uh, San Francisco. Could have gone to another one this year with San Francisco before he got injured. And plus, also, he's back with uh, uh, McDaniels as well. So I think this. I think a lot of people knew this move was probably going to happen because of the their repertoire with each other. I think a lot of people expected it to happen, but I think this is very a, a very linear move for a team that I think wants to try to win now, even though they don't have the roster to do so. Yeah, and they don't have the speed like they did in San Francisco. That's one thing that they're severely lacking, especially having Devontae Adams be your number one wide receiver there. He, he's getting up there in age. He's not as speedy as he once was, so um, it's going to be tough for them to replicate the success they had in San Francisco with Jimmy G at the helm with the Raiders. But if you don't mind, go go look at the stats real quick of Jimmy G when he was with the Patriots, the few games he played with the Patriots with Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator, because I want to see what those numbers looked like to kind of give us a glimpse into what we could potentially see as the Raiders starting quarterback. Because if you remember correctly, with Tom Brady and Jimmy G, when they were on the same team with the Patriots, Bill Belichick was wanting to get rid of Tom Brady and bring in Jimmy G. He was wanting to cut ties with Tom Brady early, as he had with so many other players on that team, to let Jimmy G be the starting quarterback there in New England. At the end of the day, Robert Kraft got his way and said, Bill, either you are going or or we're going to, you know, allow Tom Brady to be the quarterback and Jimmy G can go somewhere else. We'll trade him somewhere. And they eventually did. But what were his numbers um, as the starting quarterback for the Patriots? So it looks like I can't really, it doesn't seem like you can go game by game because he technically played six games that season, but he started two, but he went 43 of 63, 68% uh, completion percentage, 500 yards, um, 500 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. What it looks like throughout that entire season, which isn't bad. Not a bad again, it, it was the Patriots in 2018, 2016, and I believe that was the year that they won the Super Bowl, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I would assume they had Yeah, that was the Matt Ryan. That, that was um that was the that was the uh Patriots Falcons year. Edelman, Gronk. So Edelman uh, Gronk, um Who else were the wide receivers there in New England at that point? <laughs> Edelman Gronk, let me look this up. I mean, really, Edelman and Gronk stole the show in the Super Bowl. Uh, Legarrette Blunt was the running back. James okay. White, um, Julian Edelman, DJ Foster, Chris Hogan, Martellus Bennett was there. 
Brandon mm-hmm. Bolden, Matthew Slater, Gronk, Danny Amendola was there. Uh, for not much, it looks like so. Okay. Well, I mean, they had a few weapons there. Yeah, but they still, the, Jimmy G played well with 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 his new head coach and Josh McDaniels. He yeah. played well under that system. So as long as they can kind of replicate what they did in New England in Las Vegas, I think they can do pretty well for each other. I think that Jimmy G can show them he had even though he may have not been the guy to take them to the Super Bowl in San Francisco, he was a guy that was on the team as they rode the wave to the Super Bowl. So I mean, I, I still think that experience means something. I mean, spreading yeah. it to the the rest of the team, especially Devontae Adams too, not necessarily having um Super Bowl experience, but I mean going out there and having a quarterback like Jimmy G to kind of tell you the, the, the trick of the trade when it comes to the playoffs, comes to, to the big lights of the Super Bowl. I think that might be a good thing for them. But again, I still think that, I still say that, that Jimmy G has the slight edge on Derek Carr. I see the comparison, but I mean, the Vegas offensive line, I mean, eh, it was eh last year. Josh Jacobs still had a really good year. Josh Jacobs was, what, number one in rushing? Uh, he got the rushing title this year, didn't he? I believe so, yes. So, so they got the rushing Josh title. Jacobs. Yeah, it's Josh Jacobs. I mean, he still got the rushing title behind a line in Vegas, which, I mean, I think that Derek Carr was just flustered the entire season, especially going from last year having a good coach and then all of a sudden getting... Th- it, it, we all know why, too, that Josh McDaniels made that transition because he was more familiar with the backup quarterback than he was with Derek Carr at that point. So he was trying to save his job. He did save his job and just got Derek Carr out of there. So this year is going to be a pivotal year for the Josh McDaniels coaching um, hierarchy, I guess you could say, in Vegas. Because if he doesn't do well with his own guy, a guy that he initially had in New England, then that's going to spell trouble for this organization moving forward, I think. Yeah, and I think too this it, this is sort of the breaker bust year for Mike for McDaniel because yeah. I I don't think they have the I don't I still don't think they have the money to get rid of him but even then like it's it's gonna be rough for the next few years throughout his contract if they're not able to win now well because they're still paying out John Gruden right yeah still, still playing out John out, Gruden um, I mean they're still paying um, general manager that they just fired too um, from NFL Network yeah. They're still so. paying him as well. So they have a lot of money that's tied up in former bad decisions they've made over the past four to five years. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, I do, again, I do think that Jimmy G has a slight upside to Derek Carr. Can he go in there and be the difference maker for the Raiders moving forward, having Devontae Adams being your star wide receiver? Um, and Josh Jacobs, I don't think he's even gotten solidified yet. Oh, he hasn't. In Vegas. So he's still a a question mark going into the season. So we'll see what happens there in Vegas. I still think Jimmy G has, I'm glad Jimmy G got his start. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Jimmy G is going in there now and he got, he found a new place to be. He's getting his start as a quarterback because I think that he got dealt a bad hand, especially getting Trey Lance and all the injuries and such that happened in San Francisco. But with the injuries for Brock Purdy injuries for Trey Lance injuries for everyone who's come through San Francisco quarterback wise, you can't blame it all on Jimmy G. You can't just say Jimmy G is an injury prone quarterback because it's happened to all three of their starting quarterbacks. They've had uh, four there. There've been four quarterbacks that have gotten hurt in the past year for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So which is, which is rough. Yeah, absolutely rough. So hopefully Jimmy G has a better shot in Vegas showing that he is a starting caliber quarterback in the league. 
Other signings that happened, um, left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., which this guy, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. He decided to test free agency and got a bag. Four-year, $64 million contract. Yep. Which now, I believe, came out like a few days ago that the starting tackle for the Bengals is now looking for a trade. And they lost one of their other, they lost one of their starting, they lost their other tackle. So it's like, it's just going to be a cluster for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they're getting ripped apart in free That's agency this year. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. Uh, another lineman that got signed, another offensive tackle that got signed, which he probably is going to be a guard this year. Dennis Daly from the Tennessee Titans, Monty Austin for the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals thought that being the worst or second worst offensive tackle in the league should get you a contract the next year. So he got a two-year contract today from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, not not a good look for Monty Austin for in his first one of his first dealings as the new general manager there. And I'm sure Kyler Murray is going to be running around a lot more often than we've seen him run the past few seasons, having Dennis Daly on the offensive line there, which is not going to be very good. Uh, I just want to touch on that real quick. But Orlando Brown got his bag. David Long Jr., um, the Titans linebacker who... Went out with injury last year, but he was playing very, very solid football. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, Two-year, $11 million contract with Miami. He's going down there. Uh, It looks like it's going to be a good contract. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he can play well. Um, But again, two years, 11 mil, it's not a lot. Five and a half million a year, essentially. I mean, not not a huge contract. And that's the big thing, too, that's kind of piqued my interest. There have been a lot of contracts, lower-level contracts that have occurred this offseason compared to last offseason, especially for wide receivers. Wide yeah. receivers last year, Christian Kirk got that huge contract and other wide receivers followed suit. But you look at some of the wide receivers that got signed so far. Alan Lazard, four years, $44 million contract. So $11 million a year is what he got there um, in in uh, the Jets, New York Jets. Yeah. You have Alan Lazard, you have, uh, who else we got here? Adam Thielen's Adam. out of three or didn't have it didn't have money with it, but it's Adam Thielen with the Panthers, which I mean, who, yeah. who who's going to be there for him? <laughs> I mean, I, they exactly. had the number one overall pick, but so they'll be able to pick, pick a, a high draft quarterback there. But again, I mean, Adam Thielen, that's the best you could do three years for him. But you also have some really good wide receivers out there. Um, Hopkins is still out there from the Cardinals. It sounds like he's wanting to get dealt, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty low price tag for Hopkins um, if someone wants to go out there and land him. I've heard the Titans yeah. be thrown out there a little bit as well because of the Texans, the Texans connection with Mike Vrabel. Um, so we'll see where his name lands. Judas Smith-Schuster got a contract as well this offseason. I mean, they haven't really been signing huge contracts like they were last year. I think the market is starting to correct itself from last year. I think teams are starting to realize we don't need to be paying these absorbent amounts of money to these wide receivers because we see how long their life, their shelf life is. And it's not very long. So um, yeah, I mean, paying these guys a lot of money, 20 mil plus a year is not a formula for success moving forward. And we've seen that so far. Um, Other guys, Tremaine Edmonds got signed to a four year, $72 million contract. Uh, Von Bell, three-year, $22.5 million contract. Miles Sanders got a four-year, $25 million contract with his from his work with the Eagles last season. Still looks like he's a productive running back in the league. Yeah. So he got a pretty good contract there. 
Um, Derek Carr, four-year, $150 million contract with the Saints. I mean, not a bad landing spot for him. No, and also, too, they also re-signed Jawan Johnson, which was a really good tight end last year. Michael Thomas got let go in the restructured, sort of, with a one-year, $10 million contract, so it's going to be a lot nicer with that team. Also getting Jamal Williams, so they have basically revamped that entire core tight end, wide receiver, running back. It's going to be, I think the Saints are going to be sort of surprised coming out of the NFC South, but even then, I still think the NFC South is going to be sort of doo-doo this year. A close They don't have a team. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, speaking of the NFC South, we look at what happened in Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield going there instead of the Rams and instead of the Niners, like we thought they were, he was going to do, he just throws a curveball in there and goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers instead. Yeah, and then Sam Darnold takes his space in San Francisco, which I compl- I didn't even realize that happened until odd, was, very odd, very. I mean, I I don't know why they thought. I mean, again, I still think Sam Darnold got a bad hand in Carolina. He went down with injury very very quickly there was not set up for success. I think in San Francisco, this will prove to us in San Francisco, if Sam Darnold does become successful the first few games of the season, as we're waiting for Brock Purdy to get healthy or Trey Lance, whoever's going to be the starting quarterback there, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Sam Darnold and his market. If he plays well in San Francisco, because that'll show us that, you know, he can be successful in San Francisco. It might show other teams. Hey, he's still a pretty good quarterback. You can still sign him for pretty cheap and see where he lands after that. But I think it's a good try. I think it's a great place for him to land yeah. just to get it and get himself back on his feet and hopefully not get injured like the four quarterbacks did last year. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be, that's that's sort of been like the revival, revival place of quarterbacks as of late is San Francisco just without with how talented they have been recently. Yeah, yeah. And I think Sam Darnold can do the same thing. So um, another quarterback there in San Francisco going, uh, Jamal Williams. I, I had no idea that Jamal Williams was not going to stay with the Detroit Lions, but come to find out, he gets signed by the New Orleans Saints instead and actually shows up to his press conference with an Eevee, um, an Eevee beanie on, talking about Pokemon in his opening press conference for the New Orleans Saints. I, I think it's a great landing spot for him, especially yeah. with what's happening with Alvin Kamara. Not really sure what's going to happen there. So having a guy like Jamal Williams will be a good piece to have moving forward. But three years, $12 million contract. I mean, it's still a very, very um, doable contract for a team out there. And I'm surprised the Detroit Lions couldn't offer something like that. Well, they also got David Montgomery too. And from what I've heard is that they sort of tried to lowball Jamal Williams. And I think he was sort of done with it. Um, It is surprising because obviously now he is the leading uh, rushing touchdown leader he just broke he broke Barry Sanders record last year so now he's off off the team after what three years two years um I think of the Saints I think he's going to do really well especially with Alvin Kamara being maybe suspended maybe not but still being that RB2 I think he's going to be really good I think even if he does get bumped up to an RB1 with that team I think that's going to be a really good shout for him yeah um He's he's still gonna run his he's still gonna do the same thing he basically did with the Detroit Lions. I feel like they have a very similar sort of game plan because they have a lot of these fast wide receivers. Same thing with Detroit. They're gonna get the ball down, they're gonna tackle it like the one, two, maybe, and he's just gonna punch it in right away. Like that's that's how I feel like the Saints are gonna be this year. And I feel like they're that's why again I feel like they're gonna be very surprising coming out of the South. And the more I look at them, the more I'm like, okay, this team is sort of I could see this team being the Lions this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, I really. I mean, and the thing is, too, I mean, you think about the New Orleans Saints. They they are not that far removed from being a playoff team. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they were a successful team just two, three years ago. Like, not, I think they had one bad season last year, but they were getting acclimated with not having Sean Payton there at the helm as head coach. Um, the, the quarterback carousel that was happening there as well with Jameis Winston going down with injury. And then you also had um, the other kid from the Denver Broncos coming in, um, Simeon, Trevor Simeon playing yeah. a little bit as well, being the starting quarterback there. And he's Dalton, incon- I think, played as well. Yeah, I think so, too. So just inconsistent play at the quarterback position. They feel as though they have their guy in Derek Carr for the next four years. Let's see what happens there. He could be the next Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints. Who knows? Um, because, I mean, he throw the ball. And he, I, I think Derek Carr was still a good quarterback. I think last year, again, it just he got dealt a bad hand in, in Vegas. And um, just it just didn't mesh with Josh yeah. McDaniels and what they were trying to do there with the new regime. But... I think Derek Carr can come in and play pretty comfortably with the New Orleans Saints because it's very similar to the system that he was playing in two years ago. Yeah, exactly. And like if you if you take that sort of stretch that he had with Henry Ruggs and John Gruden and all that stuff, if you take that little sort of point right there and you take and you take that and you try to amplify it against the whole season, I feel like that's what he's going to try to do with the Saints. And I think they're gonna have a really good season with it, especially with how weak the rest of the nfc south is and even though yes i feel like they're also weak but they could still be that fringe playoff team maybe make some noise in the playoffs beat uh beat a beat a team who knows yeah um of these signings we've talked about so far what's the most surprising to you can i go can i go a team sure sure yeah chicago bears I'm actually surprised that they're making the correct moves. They obviously they traded away majority of their defense last year, but now they're actually they're taking they're making the moves to get it. They get Tremaine Bates, uh, T.J. Edwards from Philadelphia. They they resigned. Got a few other pieces. They got look back up. I had it here. Um, they got T.J. Moore, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Demarcus Walker, Travis Horner from the from Seattle. Uh, they got P.J. Walker to be a nice little backup, which I feel like is going to fit really well with. Uh, Justin Fields, if he ever goes down, PJ Walker is going to be that best. I think PJ Walker is the best case scenario as a backup, even though oh, he, yeah. obviously, obviously, I'm not hoping he goes down, but I think that's going to be the best. He was with he was with Carolina before, wasn't he? He was with Carolina the last the past two years. Yeah. So he's got he also has that repertoire with Dave, with uh, DJ Moore, uh, and Deontay Foreman too. Deontay Foreman is there yeah. now, and then of course, I think an underrated sign in Robert Tunyon for one year. Um, Obviously, he hasn't looked the same since he tore his ACL two seasons ago, but I think he can still he can make some noise, especially with how crowded that tight end room is. I think they're going to be one of the teams that I'm I'm actually worried about with for the next few years. Well, yeah, and also Justin Fields too. It's it's funny because I mean trading back in the draft, which we'll talk about in just a minute as well. They traded back in the draft from the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, so now they're at number nine instead of number one. They don't have to address the quarterback position because obviously they have Justin Fields there. So they can just put pieces around Robert and Justin Fields to be successful this year and moving forward. And he can be the starting guy in Chicago. Um, I still think he he's sim- very similar to a Lamar Jackson kind of style, except for he's not as reckless as Lamar Jackson. So I think he'll be good eventually if he just has the right pieces around him. And so as long as yeah. you build a system around Justin Fields, then he could be a successful quarterback in this league. It might not be, you know, just a by-the-book quarterback like we're used to seeing, but I think he can be a dual-threat quarterback in this league and be successful for the the Bears. And it's always a good thing to see the Bears successful, especially if the Packers are successful, the Bears are successful. If those two teams are successful, especially in the NFC, 
and just makes it that much more interesting in the NFL. Yeah, I, I just I, I love seeing that rivalry in particular. But both of those teams, when they're powerhouses in this league, it just makes it that much more enjoyable as a fan of just the NFL in general. Yeah, especially, too, because a lot of those times, those games are the primetime games of the week. They are the Thursday night, the Sunday night, the Monday night. And it's like, especially recently, the Bears have sort of been not that good. They've been making the wrong decisions. Mitch Trubisky is quarterback, all this sort of stuff. And now they're starting to get powerful. And now we're starting to fade off. But it's like, I think we're still, I think right now this year is going to be our most even that we've been at for a while. Like since before, probably, I feel like since probably before Brett Favre, even like, even during the 2010s, I feel like we were still like, it was like maybe like a little bit like that. But I feel like this is going to be the one time where it's like, we're actually going to look at each other and be like, okay, like we're at the same playing field right now. There's no powerhouse here anymore. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to surprises for me, I'll have to say the Cowboys are one of the biggest surprises for me just because they've been making some really good moves too. Um, even though getting a wide receiver again there, I don't know how many wide receivers have to go through to finally get the right connection with Dak Prescott and his wide receiver core. But Brandon Cooks is there now from the Houston Texans, just got traded there. Um, Tony Pollard got the franchise tag. They they let go of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I, I think I, I would say this finally. I think yeah. it's, it was a long time coming. I think Ezekiel Elliott has been on the decline since his rookie year. It just seems as though he's not as effective year, year, year after year. It just seems as though he's been digressing. Um, eventually, it was going to be Tony Pollard's position, and it's showing now that he is the starter. He is the guy moving forward for the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's a really good thing for this team. But Leighton Vander Esch got re-signed, two-year, $11 million contract. C.J. Goodwin got signed to a one-year, $1.317 million contract. Cooper Cup is coming back as the backup quarterback to Dak Cooper Prescott. Cup. So, I mean, Cooper, Cooper, Rush. Sorry, Cooper Rush, not Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. Um, Cooper Rush is coming back as the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, which that's a good thing. Just having familiarity with your starter and your backup quarterback going into next year. That's a huge move by them, especially with how well Cooper Rush was playing when Dak Prescott went down with an injury, because mm. there's always that possibility. He might go down with an injury again. Um, Stephon Gilmore getting signed there to via trade, even though, yes, he might be on the decline. He's still a very good cornerback in this league. I mean, he, yeah. I would still think he's probably top 10, top 15, if that, in this league still. So very good pickup by them. I, I just think they made some really good, solid moves to put them in a strong position for 23-24 this year. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really good to see them because – I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I feel like they just made the right moves. They retooled a little bit. They got some good uh, piece on their offense. They did lose, I think, a few offensive linemen, but it's the Cowboys. They'll find somebody in free, somebody in the draft they'll find, and they'll just plug and play. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually really excited to watch them. And I'm not excited to watch them because of the Cowboys, but I'm. it's going to be fun to watch them this year, and maybe they'll do something rather than losing the first or second round of the playoffs, but who knows? Maybe so. Um, before we get to the Aaron Rodgers news, I, I do want to go to both of our teams to talk about what we've done in free agency so far. So since you have a short list, I'll go with you first. Uh, we re-signed Keyshawn Nixon. We re-signed Rudy Ford. And hang on. There's one more move. And we signed, where's he at? Where's Jake he Hansen. Jake Hansen, who I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't either. So, yep, that's all the moves. I'm excited that we got Keyshawn Nixon back. I'm excited that we got Rudy Ford back. Rudy Ford was a pretty good uh, nickel nickel safety, nickel corner. He did really good. He had some pretty good interceptions with us. Keyshawn Nixon, of course, 
we needed somebody on special teams that can return the ball. We finally found him in Keyshawn Nixon. I think we're going to try to keep him for the next. I think we're going to try to keep him on like minimum deals, but like as a returner for the next few years, especially now that we have now that we've found somebody that can actually return something and not have Joe Schmo back there fumbling punts every three minutes. So, yeah, especially just field position wise, having somebody back there who can at least field a punt or you know, at least catch and not muff a kickoff return. I think that that's something that's that's good. So, yeah, definitely having um, your guy back in, yeah. in Green Bay is good. We did lose a lot, though. One person I miss, one person I know I'm going to miss already is Dean Lowry because he got signed to Minnesota, but I love Dean Lowry. I love my big old defensive tackle, but. Oh, well, it happens. They come and go. They come and go. But you they come will and find... go, especially when he's a backup. But... Yeah, especially when he's a backup. But you will. I'm sure you'll find someone else in the organization that will fill that void in your heart moving forward. Yeah. Um, Titans made some moves so far. Good moves, it seems like, because a lot of these moves, the guaranteed money is in the first year, and after that, uh, we can, they're voidable years, so we can actually get rid of some of the, these these years and these contracts if need be. Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. He's gonna be he's gonna be going for the left tackle position. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, John Suggs chiming in, in the comments saying, "Don't worry, Green Bay wins more games this year." Yes. Yeah, with Jordan Love there, I think they'll have some connections with that young wide receiving core. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see. And John also has a pretty good question here: Titans trading Tannehill for Lamar. If they cut Tannehill before June first, they save twenty twenty seven million dollars. Yes, but they still have about, I think it was about $13 million in dead cap if they do that, which I don't think that's going to happen. Um, cutting Tannehill, I think that if we see anything with Tannehill, it's going to be a trade. But we'll get to that in just a second, John. I promise we'll get to it in just a second. But with the Titans, Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. He's going to be going out for the left tackle position. Three-year, $29 million contract. Arden Key, defensive lineman for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is now a Tennessee Titan He's coming in with a chip on his shoulder because the Jacks, Jags did not offer him a contract, or if they did, they lowballed him on a contract. Three-year, $21 million contract. That's the only contract they've signed so far that goes past the first year, that has guaranteed money past the first year for the Titans. So that's a really good thing. Um, another guy that we set, we, we re-signed, Nick Westbrook-Akine. He's familiar with the situation. Hopefully he'll be a, a wide receiver four or five in this system. I don't think he's going to be a starting uh, wide receiver in the first three spots. If the team can stay healthy, I think that he will definitely be just a good depth wide receiver there because he just cannot get separated as much as you know most people think uh, think he can. Daniel Brunskill from the San Francisco 49ers. He's played every position. He played all five positions on the line in San Francisco last year at one point or another. So he's going to be a very good, versatile piece for the Titans because we have missed, we've lost a lot of a lot of linemen so far. Um, looking at Nate Davis, looking at Taylor Lewan, who is up in the air. I'm not really sure what he's going to do for this coming up season. If he plays, if he doesn't play, um, he might retire. Who knows what happens with him? But a lot of guys we've met, we've lost on the offensive line. Ben Jones as well, starting center. So I, I'm sure we're going to have Aaron Brewer probably sign a contract to be the the starting center this year, which I would not surprise me at all. Um, several linebacker, a linebacker and Luke Gifford, just a special teams ace. Um, also long snapper Morgan Cox got re-signed to a one-year deal at one point one three seven with one point three one seven million dollars. Aziz Al Shahir, 
from the San Francisco 49ers linebacker got signed for the Titans as well. Feisty guy. I think that he's going to be really good. He's going to, he's a replacement for David Long Jr. It was pretty much a, a contract for contract trade, essentially. I guess you could say he just filled the void of David Long Jr. on the Titans linebacking crew. Also, um, Sean Murphy Bunting from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, cornerback there, played really well there when he had the opportunities, didn't play too often, but when he did, he he definitely got some pass breakups, he got some interceptions as well last season. I believe he has six or seven interceptions on his career, he's only 25, so young kid coming in on a prove-it deal, hopefully he can add some veteran presence to the cornerback room in Tennessee and uh, provide some really good play for us this year in a starting capacity, hopefully. Uh, John also says... Are the Titans keeping Henry? I know he's on the trade block talk, but I just can't see it because you won't get a you won't get but a second round pick, in my opinion. I don't even think it'd be a second round pick, to be honest with you, John. If they did try to trade him, I would say third would be the tops for Derrick Henry because teams just don't value the running back like the Titans do. That's the thing. The Titans have a really high value on Derrick Henry because of what he's done with the team the past few seasons, carrying them on his back the past few seasons. Um, I, I still think Henry's going to be in this team. I, I would, I would probably say that Tannehill would probably be traded first before I would see Derrick Henry getting traded. I think that that's the more likely scenario. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I still think both those players are going to be on the team next year and Lamar Jackson talk. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but I don't think that's going anywhere either, which I don't want it to go anywhere. I, I, I want Lamar Jackson to stay with the Ravens or Hey, go to the Colts. Lamar, sign with the Colts. I want you to, because guess what? We have your number when we play you. That's fine. That's okay. I don't mind. Your knees are going to give out this year again. I promise. And when that happens, the Titans are going to be very happy if that's the Colts. Um, but we'll see if that, that goes down the way it does. John also says, so y'all tanking this year if you start 0-5 or 1-4. Giants, Bills, Raiders, Colts, Washington is first five. Depends on what the team looks like. Talk to me after the draft. Talk to me after the draft. I'm not going to give predictions yet because it's way too early still. But talk to me after the draft. If that if that did happen, if we went 0-5 or 1-4, which I highly doubt that will occur just because of how Mike Vrabel's wired, I don't think he's going to tank. I don't think that Rand Carthon wants to tank. I think both of those guys want to win games. Um, even if it is for the for the greater good to tank. I don't think they're going to tank. I don't think that's in their DNA. I don't think it's in their vocabulary. I think Rand Carthon even said that's not something that's in our vocabulary. Tanking. We're just not going to do it. But, um, yeah, talk to me after the draft, John. Because I think we'll fill out the roster a little bit more, have a, little, a few more answers to all these questions, because I'm sure if a move does occur, if a trade or something like that does occur, it's going to be happening in April, close to the draft. So talk to me then. What do you think, Tyler? What do you think about the Titans, uh, the moves they made so far? And and with, I think they have about $10 million in cap space still, which I think about eight of that needs to go to the draft class. So yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I, I think this is a do or, do or die year for you guys. I think if you guys end up missing the playoffs, I think you guys are just going to explode it. You guys are already seeming to explode it a little bit, getting rid of uh, your linebacker, your safety. I can't remember his name. That, well, Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard's well, still there. He's still, he's still there, there, but he's looking for a trade. He is basically saying, I want to be traded. Well, is what it seems like, at least. Not, not yet. Not yet. I don't think it's gotten there. I think it's more negotiation tactics than anything. He hasn't come out 
to say that he wants to be released. He wants okay. to be traded. Um, that was the original report that happened, but their team source is now saying that there was never a discussion about getting released or getting traded. Um, the Titans approached him to restructure, to take a pay cut. And he said, no, I don't want to take a pay cut because I'm still one of the best safeties in the league, which I completely understand that I completely get where he's coming from. And I think there are more options on the table. I think that's the biggest thing. The Titans wanted to go around and ask the, the star players who have big contracts currently, Who's willing to restructure? I think Kevin Byard was probably the first the first shoe to fall in this scenario to say, hey, let's go to Kevin first and see what he says. And he said, no, I think they're moving on and figuring out another place to take that money from. I think you'll see Ryan Tannehill potentially take a restructure. Um, I think you probably would see Derek Henry take a restructure in that scenario as well. Um, one of those two guys, I think, would probably get a restructure if they're still with the team um, by draft time. Yeah. Okay, so, well, again, it still sort of counts, though. I feel like you guys are getting ready to maybe blow it up if the season doesn't doesn't do good, but it's 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 too tough to tell, especially since I don't really know where you guys are looking at from like a outside perspective. Like looking at some of these teams, it's like I'm going to Houston because me and my buddies were talking about this a few days ago. But Houston, we know what they're doing. They're getting that first overall pick. They're going to stay bad for a while. They got Robert Woods. Now they got Dalton Schultz on one year deals. Robert Woods is going to be the new Brandon cooks of that team for the, for this upcoming year. Like Ugh. it's, it's going to be a bad showing, but it's like, if you, you saw his tape from last year, you would know that that's not going to happen. He's not going to be no. a Brandon cooks. He, well, he, he's going to be, he's going to be the person that he's going to be that veteran wide receiver that he just hates being there. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. What, oh, that's, yeah. that's what, oh, yeah. that's what I mean by that is he just hates being there and he wants to be gone. But again, like you could see where he's going, like us, like we obviously don't make a lot of moves. So it's sort of, we are sort of stuck in the mud, but it's like, you could sort of see, but it's like with the Titans, it's like, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're trying to stay competitive. I think it's going to be tough. I think they're in the, I think they're in a good spot because of how weak the AFC South is. In my opinion, you have two of the top, you have two of the worst teams in the league last year. Uh, I still think personally, I think the Jags are just the best team in that division. But I think it's going to be a toss-up between you guys and them. I still think the Jags will probably come out on top. But even then, I think it will still be a rough division to play in. Yeah, I can see that. I think the Jags still have a really solid team. I've talked about Trevor Lawrence on the show before, saying he's a good quarterback. I, I still think that, um, yeah, I think it's two, a two-horse race in the division at this point with the, Col- with the uh, Titans and the Jaguars. And Jaguars have the slight edge so far. But again, we'll have to see what happens with the draft. A lot can happen in between now and the draft and now and the beginning of the season. I'm sure there'll be several moves from both teams before then. So we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on that. Chris chiming in. Hello to you as well, sir. Um, welcome to the show. I didn't see the show last night, What's Brewing? But um, I know you have the show. We have the show tomorrow night with Puck Off. So... Feel free to tune in tomorrow night at 9.30 Eastern time right here on JDF Sports. We'll be talking to you all things NHL. I saw that Chicago beat Boston. That's all I saw. Oh, wow. So I saw that. I didn't watch it at all. I just saw like a highlight. I think that was on Saturday when they beat them. It was something like that. And I just saw that the United Center was saying overrated. But then then Boston came in last or Sunday night and beat and the team. They were playing seven to zero. So Buffalo. Yep. They, yeah, they showed like, yeah, we're going to take it out on you now. So, yep. And then the Preds went to the Rangers, which I was at that game because I was in New York this weekend. Um, thank you, Rudy and the five hole hockey memorabilia page, because he was the one who got me the tickets for that game. Um, 
But yeah, they got beat seven to zero by the Rangers, which was fun to watch. After uh, also, you're missing Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg. Um, you're missing uh, a lot of star players. Ryan McDonough was out too. You're missing, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of star players. Anyway, um, but they won tonight against Saber seven to three. So that's that's fun. Anyway, um, enough about hockey because we're talking about that tomorrow night on what puck off, but. So, with all these moves, let's talk about some players that have not been moved yet. Lamar Jackson has not been moved yet. He got the non-exclusive franchise tag just a few weeks ago. Do you see Lamar Jackson playing for the Ravens next year? And if not, who is he going to be playing for? No, and the Falcons. I'm still on that train with the Falcons. Or if the Aaron Rodgers deal falls through, going to the Jets. I, those are the two teams that I feel like need a quarterback. I don't think they're they're in that position where they can rely on the pieces they have. Yes, the Falcons do have Desmond Ritter, but he didn't look good last season. I think he still is in that sort of meh category. Obviously, he was a rookie, but he's a little bit older. I think he's 24 already, something like that, because I know he was a senior at Cincinnati. But I could see him going one of those two places if he doesn't go with the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens want to give him the amount of money that he's talking about. But again, it's I feel like it's the same thing as as Aaron Rodgers now, where we just gotta wait and see what's gonna happen because it's it feels like this is starting to this is going to be the Aaron Rodgers arc for the next few years is Lamar Jackson getting money. Well the big thing is with Lamar Jackson, I, I do see the Falcons as being an option, but they just signed Taylor Heineke. So they have Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter as yeah. their, as their quarterback so far in the quarterback room. Um, and looking at the cap space there for the Falcons, it's not as much as it was going into the offseason, especially yeah. with all the contracts they've signed so far. So with the Falcons going into this year, currently, current cap space right now is $8.2 million. That's estimated cap for all players. Top 51, they still have $23 million. So... They still got some money to play with, but yeah. not the two hundred no. plus million dollar contract Lamar Jackson's looking for, especially if they're going with the fully guaranteed route and yeah. giving up two first round picks as well. Yeah, I mean, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Would I like it to happen? Yes. Do I? I think it's going to go the most boring route imaginable, and he's just going to go back to the Ravens. That's what I think is going to happen personally. That's what I actually think is going to happen, but I would love to see him in, I feel like in the Jets or in Atlanta, I feel like that would be the best. I feel like that would be the most fun thing that would happen. Yeah. I mean, I think the Falcons would be a good spot for him. I I, I don't think, especially with how long it's been, we're going to either something's going to happen the night of the draft or we're not going to see anything happen at all with Lamar no. Jackson. He's going to stay on the franchise tag. He's going to play with the Ravens one more year. And then we're going to go through this scenario one more time. And depending on if he's had another injury this year or not, he might not even play. Na- I mean, we who knows what's going to happen over the next year? Who knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks, especially with the draft coming up um, in late April. But with Lamar Jackson, I it's hard for me to say especially since we haven't seen anybody really talking about making an offer. You know, the, the, the biggest thing is you have to put a contract out there. If the Ravens accept it, then the Ravens will say, okay, good riddance. And then they just get sent to draft two first round draft picks. And um, the team who signs him signs the contract for however much money they're, 
they're going to sign him for. But no one's come out to say what contract number is out there for him. Yeah. I haven't heard any teams discussing options for Lamar Jackson, how much it would be to acquire him. So I don't know if we'll see him get moved this year. I I, I just, I really don't see it. Um, I think next year is more likely to happen. I, I know that there are books out there in Vegas that are saying that the team behind the Ravens with the highest likelihood to sign Lamar Jackson this year is the Tennessee Titans. But it should not happen. No. Stay away from this team. With your shaky knees, Lamar Jackson, no. Stay in Baltimore for another year. See what happens next year. We don't need you here. Sorry. Um, John, let's go to Aaron Rodgers. How much do you think Green Bay is going to eat of Aaron Rodgers' contract? And what is the what is Green Bay going to get in return for Aaron Rodgers? I, I don't know. I don't know. This whole thing is a headache. This is what I got to say. This whole thing is a headache. Uh, Tom Grossi released a video. I don't know if it was yesterday, if it was yesterday or today where it's like it's the whole process of what's going on and it's like it's the Packers and the Jets playing Monopoly to play chess to play something else to play like snickerdoodle or something like that mm-hmm. and just like and it's just a whole cluster i genuinely think it, it what i what i wish they could do is just get a first and a conditional third i think that's the best thing that we could do for it i think that's what should be we should be getting for him back to back mvp four time mvp in total Yes, he came off one of his worst seasons, but even then it was still an average season, good season by most quarterback standards. But it's because it's Aaron Rodgers and the name value. We took a look at it. And it's like, oh, it's such a bad season. Blah, 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 blah. Well, yes, because look at the weapons he had. Majority of them were rookies, sophomore players. The only ones that were older was Brian Cobb and Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard. All three basically are not on the team anymore. So I don't know. I th- I'm hoping for a first and a conditional third. If they make the if like if they make the playoffs, it goes up to a second. If they make the Super Bowl, it goes up to a first to the next the following year. If they don't, if they miss the playoffs, obviously it stays a third. But I think it's it's just going to be it, we're it's I don't think it's going to happen until either the day of the draft or the day before. I that's what I genuinely think is going to happen. I yeah, I think if we haven't heard anything, if we didn't hear anything the past week about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to happen at the draft. Peter King did write an article today, though, talking about the potential trade for Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and what the return package could be. And this is what he thinks the trade should be. The Ferris deal. Jets trade a second rounder this year, which is 43rd overall, and a conditional pick in 2025, not 2024, based on whether Rodgers plays football for New York in 2024. If he plays 100 snaps or more in 2024, the Jets give Green Bay a first-round pick. If Rodgers plays less than that, the Jets give Green Bay a third-round pick. So if Rodgers plays two years for New York, the price is a first and a second. If he plays one year, the price is a second and a third. I totally see Green Bay's point about playing the hard ball for Rodgers, but the 13th pick in the draft for a guy who might play one year, I don't see it. Unless Rodgers flat-out guarantees the Jets he's there for two years minimum, I'm not considering paying the 2023 one for him. I mean, okay, this this is what I got to say about that. You look at the 13. What quarterback is going to be there at 13 in this year's draft? None. None. No None. Qu- no good quarterback is going to be there. Hendon Hooker, it, potentially. Hendon Hooker, potentially. potentially. But even then, I don't even think you want to get him in the first round. He's probably going to be a day two prospect, in my, in my opinion. Or a late like, first. A or very a late, late, late first. first. Yes. Like, there's no quarterback that's going to be sitting there at 13 unless you trade up which then you're giving up rid of the 13. 
give us your 13 next year if if you say he does stay for he say he does do good this year you're gonna have a late round pick try to go up to the first i think so hooker duggan and bennett uh, oh, no. terrible names no no <laughs> i mean except for hendon hooker i again hendon hooker i still think is gonna be a dark horse in this class yeah i think, I think it's gonna hendon be a dark hooker horse duggan be, is not gonna be a day one no. pick bennett duggan, is not gonna D- be a type one pick there there have been ta- there's been talk about duggan not even being drafted this year i'm not surprised i'm not surprised Being i going didn't... undrafted in this year which again with the with the quarterbacks they have in this class duggan has to be last of the big names yeah like has to be i could see him going to oh well they'll, yeah they'll, they'll still be there but again yeah duggan duggan's not is there any is there any one of these selected. that go take the 13 in 13 no i don't think I think they. I think honestly, I genuinely think we should get thirteen. If you're getting Rodgers, you you know the value that you're getting. Take a look at this year as a as an anomaly. Yeah, this this is the one bad year he's had since like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Which yes, it could be the standard by coming up, but look at your roster compared to it. I think Will Levis is going to go before. Will them. Levis will be gone. I think Will Levis, Levis will, will be go gone. Top 10. Richardson. Richardson Levis, is going to be the closest. Stroud and Bryce Young are all going to be gone. Yeah. Like I feel like by thirteen they'll all be gone. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at all the all the teams too, they a lot of teams need a quarterback, and I feel like a lot of teams are going to be looking at quarterbacks for the next few years. It's just going to be you're either going to get a wide receiver, I feel like, or a tight end, running back, something else. You're going to get peace, but even then, like you look at the Jets, who else do they? What else do they need other than a quarterback? They don't need anything. Like that's why I think the Packers should still. Yes, but again, we saw it with Zach. We saw it with Zach Wilson with the Jets. He had one good throw in, pre, in during his. It was either pro day or during the scouting combine. He had that one throw that became viral, yeah. and Zach Wilson was picked top ten. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the reason why Richardson will be gone though too is I feel like I honestly feel like that the I this might be crazy, but I feel like the uh, Seattle will be taking him. I think that the Panthers, again, there was another stat that came out with Frank Reich being the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I saw that. He I know has this one. yet to coach a quarterback that is shorter than 6'2". Yeah, that's why I feel like C.J. Stroud is going to be number one. It's either Stroud or Richardson. Yeah, Stroud or Richardson is going to be one. Bryce is going to be two. Who else is in it? Like Detroit. I feel like Detroit could get a good quarterback early. John, on. John, th- that is the smart pick. However, we're talking about Frank Reich here, okay? Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the Panthers, especially with Frank Reich. That's who we're talking about here. Anthony Richardson could easily be the number one overall draft pick for the Carolina Panthers, given his size. Also, Karen chiming in. Hey, all. Just got done watching the Bruins game. Did they win tonight? Not sure. I don't know. I didn't check. Sure. So really fast before I, cause I need to go soon. Yes, so yes, number yes. one, Carolina, I think they're going Stroud. I think Texans are getting Bryce Young. I think Colts is going to get Will Levis. That looks like the best pick for them. Please. I think. Please. Either I Lamar think, Jackson or Will Levis for the Colts. Please. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to go. Or, or Anthony Richardson. I think they need a quarterback. They have Gardner Minshew as their QB one right now, basically. <laughs> That's cool. my thoughts about that. Um, Seattle, they might pick up somebody, might not. Detroit, Seattle might not. Or Detroit, maybe, may not. Uh, Vegas, I feel like they might pick up somebody, but who knows? They just got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Falcons, I think, I honestly think Falcons, they pick up a rookie quarterback. 
whoever's left. I think they might Another pick one. up the strats. Maybe. Who knows? But I don't know. I don't see a good quarterback sticking around that long. I could see somebody jumping with it. No way the Colts are staying with Sam Eichler. No. Ellinger. Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, Ellinger is not going to be the starting quarterback there for the Colts. I don't know. That's why I feel like they're just going to. I don't know. I think we should. I think personally, I think the Packers should still keep on trying to get the first plus. Give us a third, fourth in 2025. I'll take it. I think next year's quarterback class, if, if Rodgers does decide to go and say you guys can trade for a first, get a quarterback next year. I feel like that quarterback class is going to be a lot deeper. Yeah. Um, last thing before you leave, I want to know about Cam. Cam. Cam um, and his pro day throwing. It's a pro day. That's that's my thoughts about it. I mean, I, I do still hope he's still in the league. I, I liked him. I love watching him play with Carolina. I think when he hit the, when he went to the Panthers, he sort of took on this different role that wasn't him. I don't know if that makes sense. He took I mean, I role. think he was that way with Panthers too, though. Like, well, at the, he, I, after that, after the Super Bowl, when he didn't go lunch for the football, that's when he started wearing the scarfs. That's when he started doing all those weird things with his, with his wardrobe and just... The way he acted was completely different after he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I really the theatrics hope of it. It's just yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I hope he's. I hope he stays in the league soon. But who knows what's actually going to happen? Like, I feel like he can do. I feel like he can be a good backup for some teams. But I don't think he's going to be getting those starter minutes anymore. I think if out of all the teams. <laughs> Out of all the teams, one team that I think would be a fun team for him to go to. John already beat me to it. John beat me to it. The Cardinals. For a backup for Kyler Murray. I, I, I would see, see that. I could see it. That wouldn't be a bad idea for the Cardinals to have some sort of insurance. But again, I mean, he'll have one touchdown, say he's back, and then the next game he's on his back. Yeah, so oh well. Um, I know you gotta go, Tyler. Thanks for joining this yep. evening. Um, I'll wrap up the show without you. But again, um Tyler and I will be back with our show in a few weeks, right before the draft. I think we'll have one show before the draft and then we'll have a draft special as well in JDF Sports. Um but again, there's big news happening with JDF Sports. We'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. Um but Tyler, thanks for joining us, sir. Once again, guys, uh this is out of bounds, Dylan James. Before we get going, I do want to touch on the Cam Newton thing as well. He threw at Auburn's pro day. I think that Cam Newton has a shot to potentially go somewhere, has a shot to be a quarterback in the league, at least a backup quarterback. Does he want to be a backup quarterback though? That's the big thing for him. I think a lot of him, it's just, it's ego at the end of the day. I think if he, if he wanted to be a backup quarterback in this league, he probably would already be on a team, but he feels as though if he goes to a team that he should have a shot at the starting quarterback position, but who needs a starting quarterback right now? Really, to be honest with you, a veteran starting quarterback when they can go out and get one in the draft instead. They can get a C.J. Stroud. They can get a a, a, uh, a Bryce Young. They could get a Will Levis. They can get one of these guys in the draft this year. I don't think there's any other teams that could do that, but again, I think, John, if Cam decided to swallow his pride and sign a contract a prove-it deal with a team to be a backup quarterback somewhere. I think the Cardinals would be a really good spot, especially with the style of, of play he has. It would fit with that team very well. Although, 
Dennis Daly being your one of your tackles or even a left guard, I'm not, I'm sure wouldn't be able to protect Cam Newton the way that he needs to be protected. So that's the only bad thing for him. Cards or Rams? It depends on what happens with Matthew Stafford as well. There's there have been reports that they've kind of talked about Matthew Stafford a little bit, potentially moving on from him. Um, I don't know what's happening with his elbow. He had some elbow issues last year, early in the season, and he just it never got better for him. So I don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford. If he's healthy next year, I'm assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback because their 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 backup plan they had for Baker Mayfield it went out the window once he signed the contract with Tampa Bay. So I'm sure he's not going to be the starting. He's not going to be the. Uh, he's going to try to be the starting quarterback next year. I don't know who their backup is going to be, but I mean having. I don't know. I don't know how Cam Newton would be able to fit with that system. I mean, if Cam Newton really wanted to resurrect his career, he should have signed with San Francisco. But San Francisco wasn't calling, so fortunately, Sam Darnold is the former Carolina Panther that's going to be ending up in San Francisco and not Cam Newton. Uh, one other thing, John saying, I'll make another stake bet since someone not naming names. But Colts won't draft a quarterback first round. I'm not sure. I remember we talked about the stake bet, John. I'm not entirely sure what the bet was, but we can figure that out offline. I'm not really sure what the bet was, to be honest with you, though. But, I mean, I you know what? With that, it depends on what happens with Lamar Jackson. Talk to me the week before the draft. And if, if they still have not gotten Lamar Jackson, then I will make that bet. But... Again, I think that Lamar Jackson's still lingering out there. Jim Irsay making rash decisions, making idiotic decisions at times. I think that he wouldn't, uh, I think that he could potentially make that decision to pull the trigger on Lamar Jackson, get rid of two first round picks, and screw up his franchise for the coming years, even more so than it already is. Um, I think Hurricanes go further than Kitty's Cats last year, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll look at that. We'll have to look at the tapes, John. We'll have to look at the tapes and see what it was. Anyway, uh, thanks again for watching this week, guys. It's Out of Bounds, Dylan James right here on JDF Sports. Once again, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Every podcast platform has Out of Bounds, so feel free to subscribe there. Also, we're always streaming on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. We're trying to grow our channel to 500 subscribers, so feel free to do that. And also, follow us on social media because we are going to have some news coming down the pipe over the next few weeks about Out of Bounds, about JDF, about all sorts of things. So be following us there. OOB Podcast is on Facebook, on Twitch, on Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow us on all those social media platforms. And you might have a new look Out of Bounds in the coming weeks as well. So something to tease you a little bit before I go this evening. But once again, thanks so much for watching this week. We had a blast talking to you about free agency. I'm sure we're going to have some more signings and some more trades to talk about before our trade or before our draft special coming up in a few weeks. But until then, have a good evening and we'll talk to you guys soon. 